reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. And he approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many of the sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went out to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone's looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. This week, that begins with the baptism of the Lord, since 1976 has been the National Vocations Awareness Week in the United States, to get us all to focus on the fact that the Lord is constantly calling us. We often hear the expression that there's a vocations crisis. Most times when people hear that expression, they think about it in terms of the shortage of numbers of those responding to the call to the priesthood or to religious life. Recently, it's been getting used a lot with regard to the crisis in young people's hearing the call to get married. 99% of Catholics receive this call to get married, but many of them are not hearing this call. For whatever reason, they're not getting married sacramentally if they're even getting married civilly. A lot of the times they're just cohabitating. A lot of the times those who have received this call don't recognize that the call lasts. And as soon as they lose that loving feeling, Catholic couples like anybody else divorce as if everything's fine and then just marry somebody else despite the teachings of Jesus. There's a real crisis in the vocation of marriage in our country as well. But all of these crises come from the largest crisis, which is at the root of the others, which is a lack of vocational awareness, period, that at every moment that God is calling us as his beloved sons and daughters, we've tuned him out because of the cancer of secularism that has been spreading throughout the church, which secularism basically says we live as if God doesn't exist. And even though Catholics would readily admit that God exists and readily affirm that they believe in Jesus, at a practical level, when they go to school, when they go to work, when they're cooking, when they're doing any of the chores, a lot of the times they do it without God, as if God is absent, as if God's not calling them at that very moment to do whatever they're doing with him. And that's why we have this week so that all of us throughout the church can focus 
on the fact that God's calling us at each instant to open our ears, to overcome our spiritual deafness, to see how he calls us to Mass, to see how he calls us to confession, to see how he calls us to love others in that very moment, including those who are hard, to see how he calls us to be faithful and to be holy, to come to happiness, to come to heaven. In today's first reading, we see young Samuel and the Lord's calling him. There are a couple expressions there that I think are important for us not to miss in all the questions, Samuel, Samuel, and is going to Eli and Eli's reply. The first is revelations of the Lord were uncommon and visions infrequent. It wasn't a common experience for the Jews at this time, about a millennium before Christ came, to hear the Lord speaking to him directly. It's not that way any longer. Second expression, at that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord. Now, the sacred author could have easily just used the word, Samuel didn't know the Lord. But it uses the expression familiar. He wasn't a member of God's family yet. That's why he didn't know him. Again, that's totally changed. By baptism, we have all become members of God's family. And in prayer, God does speak to us. But just like Eli helped Samuel to recognize how to pray, the most important part of prayer is not that we speak and God listen, but that we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We need to help people to pray. You know, many times over the course of my priesthood, I've had people come to me thinking that they're the next St. Bernadette Subaru or the next um, Jacinta or Lucy or Francisco or Fatima or the next St. Juan Diego, because when they're praying, they recognize that God's speaking to them. They've got all of these insights, light bulbs going off within. They start to see things that they've never seen before. They think that they're getting interior locutions. They start to come. And what I need to do very gently with him is to explain, this is the ordinary thing that happens when we pray. That God, in fact, speaks to us when we pray, but we've got to learn how to listen. Once we recognize that God continually speaks to us throughout the day, that not just when we formally pray and get on our knees and begin prayer should we be saying, speak, Lord, your servant's listening, but because all of Christian life is vocational, we should be saying it no matter what we're doing. When we're writing emails, when we're reading the newspaper, when we're working, when we're studying, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. He wants to speak to us even then. Once we recognize that, then it starts to impact the way we live. And in today's gospel, we see four quick applications of what that looks like because Jesus was constantly aware that his Father was calling him. And he was constantly doing things in communion with the Father. Jesus himself would say later, I do nothing on my own. I do only what the Father tells me. First thing we see is how he went out to a deserted place to pray very early in the morning. That God's constantly calling us to deeper prayer. We need to respond like Jesus. The second thing we see is that he went out 
to try to heal the sick and to cast out demons. The Lord likewise is calling us to care for those who are suffering, and not just suffering physically, but suffering spiritually. We may not have the power that Jesus did to expel demons, to do exorcisms, but we can certainly help others fight temptation, fight the wiles of the devil, and recognize that there is a salvation from what they're suffering, and bring them to the same Jesus who is still alive, who expelled demons in the gospel. Third thing we learn is from Simon's mother-in-law, that as soon as Jesus had cured her, what did she do? She got up and waited on them, which indicates to us, as I mentioned before, that the whole purpose of our health is so that we can use our health for God and for others. If we are healthy, we should thank God. That is a gift of God. It's in order that it be able to be used for others. Can't help people if we're lying in a bed. But when we do get up, that charity is supposed to be effused throughout our life because the Lord's constantly calling us to love others as he has loved us. And lastly, when Simon and those who were with him found Jesus praying in the morning and said, everyone's looking for you, they had anticipated that Jesus would have a similar day that day to the exhausting day he had had before when the whole town was at the door of Simon's mother-in-law's house. But Jesus said, let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. This is the reason why I have come. That Jesus, the Lord, is constantly calling us to preach the gospel. He was going from town to town in order to bring that saving word, to bring that consciousness that God out of love is calling them at that moment. And likewise, we too are called with those that we meet, to go from house to house, from our house to our workplace, from our house to our school, taking this message of Jesus so that they might hear the words that set them free. Today, as we come forward in response to the Lord's call to do this in memory of him, let us also heed his call at the end of Mass to go in peace, glorifying the Lord by our life and announcing his holy gospel with the health he has given us today.